Shop Woodhouse Ford first and experience the difference. The all-new 2022 Bronco Sport is built wild for the thrill seeker, the sightseer, and the day tripper. A capable and dependable SUV that's ready to tackle the dirt, dust, and mud. Bronco Sport offers four models to match the way you explore the outdoors. Shop, finance, and buy your way. Online at WoodhouseFord.com or one of our three convenient Ford locations in Blair, Omaha, or Plattsmith. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Liftoff will start in T minus 10 seconds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. What's up, everyone? This is Ray. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean from Shots and Thoughts. This is Timoteo Keister. What up, what up? It's Bruce Williams, the Mastodon himself. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. It's your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player. Five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. And you're now tuned in to the Summit State of Mind podcast. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks. Everything Houston Rockets presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network and the official podcast too. Fan site is Houston Rockets website, spacecityscoop.com. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny. Of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the returning tag team partner, the GM Justin, who was missing in action last episode, but he is back. He's live, loud, and in color right now. Uh, home from Seattle. How you doing, big brother? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm happy to take my spot back because I know Tim got a little comfortable, you know, sitting in my chair, but he wanted your picture, it's okay. Though. Oh, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. You know, too bad there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing to share, you know, in regards to paychecks that he wanted are not check. being cashed. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted a game check. He was like, yo, bro, give me that game check. Yeah. I mean, I'm still low key living on Seattle time right now. So I'm like, I'm like kind of awake because it's like four o'clock there, but we're good, man. We're good. I'm just happy to be back. Happy to be home. Not happy to be back at work, but we're good. We'll take it. Right. 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 Well, let me tell you something right now. This episode's about to get better because, you know, we just keep inviting guests to the summit. And this is great. And this is awesome. Whether it be um, names that big time names, you know, we've had Von Wafer and stuff like that. But we've also had, you know, fans and and people that are just fans of Houston Rockets basketball. So this is really a pleasure to get this guy on Uh let me see if I can give him a little little intro ski right here for you. Just a little just a little intro, just a little dabble of an intro. Okay. He's known. He's known on Twitter. He's known on Twitter as Red Nation Blogger. He's been doing big things in the Rockets community, at least in the, uh, in the online Rockets uh, Twitter sphere. And he's been live loud in there, too. And he's a big time player in there. Introducing for the first time ever, Mr. Bryson Jones, a.k.a. Red Nation blogger at the summit. How you doing? How you doing sir, yes, sir. Hey, I'm, I'm happy that y'all got me here. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Uh, I'm happy to be podcasting with you guys. I look forward to just having a good conversation and enjoying myself as much as possible. Thank you all. Sure. I mean, we're happy to have you, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. And it's just awesome. Like, honestly, like, it's great to, that we have a platform like this because otherwise it's, you know, like it, it's it's nice when you can type up 
where you can type up and talk to someone like on Twitter, for instance, like what we do or on Instagram, like what we do. But it's nice, you know, seeing each other face to face. I mean, I know we're remote, but this is really cool, man. Like and this platform kind of provides that. So we're really thankful for that. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, we're all Rockets fans. So let's let's take a minute. Let's dive into the history of your Rockets fandom. Let's give me a little brief history 101 lesson for our listeners at the summit. Bryson, uh, tell the people how you became a Rockets fan and how early it started. Oh, man. So. September 28th, 1991. You got a date? You got a date? Rockets fandom was born. (laughs) I have no say in the matter. I have no say in the matter. I'm from Houston. Uh, My family is Rockets fans. You know, they might not be as big as me now, but, you know, they were huge Kim Olajuwon fans. They talked to me about them all the time. Of course, I was a baby, so I don't know what – I didn't know what was going on. Um, But, you know, that's pretty much where it it began – and, you know, just grew from there, you know, watching, you know, my generation really is Steve Francis, Katino Mobley, Moochie hey, Norris, you, you know, Eddie Griffin, you know, those guys. When we had James Posey, I believe. And we, you know, we had some good, we had like a little nice little team, little 40 win team, you we know. Did, and then we did. I remember with, those days. And then it grew <laughs> with Yao Ming and Trace mm-hmm. McGrady with the heartbreaks of those teams and the injuries being derailed. And then, mm-hmm. of course, when I really started becoming like really, you know, more educated on basketball and just kind of going more towards like the internet side is Kyle Lowry going Dragic era. That was really when I started first dabbling into Rockets Twitter the first time. That was when, you know, the birth of Rockets Twitter, I would say, took place was around the Kyle Lowry and Goran Dragic and Courtney Lee, Patrick Patterson, Samuel Dallenbear, those days, you know what I'm saying? Oh, when man, had, Dallenbear, yes, Sam Dallenbear, yes, man. Sam that was Dallenbear a, was yeah. Marcus Canby. You know, like those oh, yeah. were the days. Those were the days, man. Like those were the grinding days. Yeah, three, for me. three point heaving, Marcus yes, Canby. Marcus Canby. <laughs> I, 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 I remember that. That yes, was something you know, else. And then, and then having Chase Budinger, that was like one of my favorite players at the time. Chase Budinger mm-hmm. was like one of my favorite favorite players. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so and then with James Harden, of course, and now we're here today with a whole new rebuild, a whole new team. You know, and that's pretty much that's that's it. You know, I've been in the Rockets fan for my whole life, and. I don't want to be a fan of anybody else or any team. Oh, else. man. They're like when you mentioned like that early 2000 team and you brought oh, yes. up James Posey, I was like, bro, yes. he was here for like half a season from that yes. Nuggets trade. I remember, he, I remember he was a killer from the three point line. Yes, and then exactly. was it the next year after we got uh, overweight Glenn Rice, who was a still yeah. a stud from the three point line. But I remember Glenn else. Rice. <laughs> you know who I liked? You know who I liked because his name resembled mine was Bryce Drew. I always, I was oh, like, bro. he never panned Ooh. out. We were supposed to, we were supposed to get Rashard Lewis. Yes, but that's just, right. I, of course, mm-hmm. back then I didn't know any of this. You know, yeah. I'm only watching basketball because I like it, and I just know I was like, his name is Bryce. My name is Bryson. Like, that's that's, that's gonna be the guy I rock with. And yeah, yeah. that's why I remember liking him specifically just because of that reason. I didn't even know if he was good or not. I just remember liking oh, him man. around that time. <laughs> now, now I know he wasn't good, you know, and obviously I wish we got Rashard Lewis, but it is oh, what yeah. it is. It is what Hindsight's twenty twenty, brother. Always, always, <laughs> always. <laughs> now that's interesting, man, because you were you when you became like your you know, when you really peaked in your fan, not peaked, but like when you were rising in your fandom in the Steve Francis mm-hmm. days, you could argue that that was not a full rebuilding era. Obviously, we're not they're not averaging 20 wins per season per se, but that was a rebuilding team. You know, you got Absolutely. Drexler retired, right? Hakeem was on the downward trend, the un you know, the forgettable trade to Toronto. And then obviously, you know, you're trying to work that way into ping pong balls into getting Yao Ming, obviously. And we got very lucky there. But that's really cool, man. So you're kind of like 
we're kind of back at it at this point, like right now. But mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's really cool, man. I think it's cool that you know that your fandom has has stretched. I mean, you're pretty much born and bred. Same thing as me and the yes. GM. We're the exact same way, man. Mm-hmm. We didn't we Absolutely. didn't have a choice, man. We didn't have a choice. Yeah, we were, no. yeah. Born into it. Into it. Yes, exactly. exactly. It's almost like a religious experience. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> it kind of is. It kinda is. I'm wearing the hat. I got. I I love the atmosphere of the games. Like I feel at home when I'm at Toyota Center. I just I feel at home. So yeah, I actually agree. You go around, you see people that you know from Twitter. People come up to you that you don't even know from Twitter, and they're like, "Hey, you such and such." You like, "Oh shoot!" Like, "What's up?" You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's, <laughs> it's just crazy, man. You know, the internet has definitely made the world smaller, but I think it's better. Oh, oh for sure, agreed, absolutely. So you told me, you know, you you grew up in that era. Now here's the tough question. Here's the tough question I'm about to ask you. Who's your favorite player? Give me your number one. From the Houston Rockets? Yeah, Houston Rockets. Give me your number one. Oh, well, one. I mean, okay, so obviously I'm going to say Hakeem Olajuwon, right? But I never really got to watch a player in his prime, so I okay. can't really fairly say that. If I'm just saying I'm players that way. I've watched, players that I've watched, mm-hmm. uh, James Harden, of course, Steve Francis, Yao Ming. Um, actually, seriously, Von Wafer was one of my favorite Rockets. I thought he was going to be an all-star. I, I legitimately thought mm. he was guy. He was playing. I was like, oh, I didn't know he could do all that. Like, mm. And I was like, when he got here and he was doing what he was doing, I was like, how he didn't stick with another team? Like, it was kind of weird. You know, I like Jason McGrady, but I kind of don't like him like that anymore because I just – there's other reasons. But, you know, um, Carl Landry. Carl uh, mm. Landry was one of my favorites. Who oh, he's a nice Aaron guy. I met him before. Yeah, Aaron Brooks. Hey. Yeah, you know, I, I Katino Mobley, I can go on and on, but you know, I, I don't know if you said top five, I think. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, we're vibing right now. Uh we're vibing right now, Bryson, because uh you, you mm. and me, we're we're vibing with the T Mac thing because I'm the oh, same. Oh man, Kenny has a whole, personal story my, against No, 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 no. I, I don't need to go into it. I just say I got I got stiffed. Your boy got stiffed on an airplane. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not gonna oh, okay. say it. I, okay. I, I, I'm not gonna go into it more than that. My boy didn't even act like I existed, so I've I have my own grudge against T Mac. <laughs> but see, see, I don't have anything like personal experience like from that. Yeah. But for me, it's more so of like the national coverage of mm. certain players. But of course, Tracy kind of played in the air, but he kind of didn't. He kind of was leaving when the game was kind of going more towards social media. I feel like if he played today and had the same accolades, it would definitely be different. But he's he's played. He's nostalgic. So when you're nostalgic. We remember you more fondly, you know, that's all. And that's the funny thing when you think about it, too, because in that era, like people love that era, like people our age, like around our age, because I'm, I'm a 92 baby. You said you're 91, right? 91. 91. And my brother's 89. Like, we love that era. We love, you know, the Vince Carters, the Tim Duncans. Like, that's that's those are that was our people, the Kobe's, the T-Macs. Mm-hmm. But overall, the league, a little weak. Like, if you actually yeah. thought, think about it, like it wasn't yeah. a strong league at that point, like. Yeah. Tracy McGrady was playing against the next to the lights of like a Pat Garrity, for instance. You know what I mean in Orlando. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. So the, the no, the it's talent, definitely you know what I mean? the whole game has the, the game has changed. Um, Absolutely. You know, it depending on who you ask, the game was like that back in the two thousands because they were allowed to play defense. But some people say it's a talent thing. Some people say, oh, they allowed you to play defense. That's why the scores wasn't that high. I'm kind of like, eh. 
mean, it's 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 know. kind of like it's kind of like an in between thing. It's like, like in between. Like, the talent the talent level was weaker, but the hustle was. was there. Is what was oh, what we can yes. say. But like, the defense the de- was there. Yes, yes they were. Exactly. These guys were putting in the effort on defense. Like one of my yes. favorite players at that point in time was Baron Davis. I loved watching Baron Davis. Oh, you know, Baron Davis. And then back in the 90s, like Kevin Johnson, Gary Payton, those are dudes that I really gravitated towards, which is why I was like a huge Sam Cassell guy when I, okay. I, for the Rockets as a kid. But, you know, like in regards to all that, it's just kind of like crazy how you think about certain players and how they would transition into today's league. You know what I mean? We always think about like that. You never want to compare, but that's just kind of the thought that comes through my head whenever we talk about stuff like that. Absolutely. You know I mean? yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so you gave us your history and who your favorite players are. Yo, boys, let's talk some Houston Rockets right now. This is why we're here. We're Houston Rockets podcast. So right now, they're they're currently 14 and 34. Look, all three of us have to agree. And I know Bryson agrees as well. This team is this team was not meant to make the playoffs. This team is not meant to win a championship. We know what. Well, there are only 20 games behind them for one seed. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. it's still possible. Keep, keep still the game alive. My bad. Okay, so yeah. but we but, but now to be honest, now they have the other team has to go on a 20 game losing streak. And it goes yes. both ways. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go. Something like has the, to give. I yeah. like that. I like that. Okay, so I just want to ask you right now. Look, 14 and 34. It's uh, about 48 games into the season, over half the season already played. We've seen enough games now, you know, in terms of Jalen Green, KPJ, Christian Wood, Jay Sean Tate, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, I just want to get get your take right now overall of the season so far and what's been your opinion of it. Um, the season is just it's a young team. Obviously, the first, I would say third of the season, nobody in the fan base, I believe, was happy during the losing streak with the double bigs. We all knew that it wasn't working. Um, we all knew Daniel Thice and Christian Wood was like uh, just not – it was a terrible fit. The team wasn't playing. And it was and it was perfectly – Rockets fans' fears and frustrations were answered. As soon as he got taken out, they won seven straight. Kevin Porter instantly looked better. Christian Wood, the entire team from top to bottom, looked completely different. And they were like the first team, I believe, in history to lose 15 straight and then win seven in a row. Like they were the first team in sports history to do that. You know, so – I think it's definitely different, you know, when you're talking about like that version of a season. And then you also got like the season that kind of that we kind of just got past like that December stretch, like that November kind of stretch, that December stretch. Mm -hmm. But this team is just a young team. I really I've had fun with this team because it's not there's no expectations when you're able to develop and move in silence and still have fun. That's the best thing. There are obviously some things I would like to see change, but I mean, I can't really complain right now. You know, I feel that, you know, like you're trying to enjoy the journey for what it is. Absolutely. We, knew, we knew exactly what was coming in regards to the rebuild. It's not like we're going in there with championship aspirations, getting knocked out in the first round. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, you don't, you don't want to say the thing where people are like, when you have no expectations, you don't expect disappointment, which is to an extent correct. But at that same time, it's like, we're not looking at the losses in the negative light. It's more so two steps forward, one step back in regards mm-hmm. to everybody's development. And the thing about it is that the fact that everybody is homegrown to an extent, obviously our rookies, that we get to see them all grow. You know, uh, Craig Ackerman said that he kind of related them to like the Astros from when they sucked to they are now. So it's kind of like that. Like we get to see these guys grow and we get to see everything happen right in front of us as opposed to having this guy traded here, this guy signed here and we're better. It's more so like, okay, we get to see 
Jalen and KPJ learn who they are as NBA players and as people, and we'll get to see them grow. And I think that's something that can't be taken away. And as a city, we like to root for those guys because they are, and they are Houston guys now, and they're one of us. So, you know, like with everything, it's just, it's kind of crazy. And I love it. I think like when you say that it's really fun to watch, I think it's been wonderful despite the struggles we love it all. It's like, we're losing by 20. Let's see more <laughs> Shangun in there, please. Exactly. Let's let Jalen Green get garbage time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's things, those things like that, that we root for, which is actually in the grand scheme of things really nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think for, for me as a fan personally, like the win loss record is not really what I'm concerned about. It's more exactly. so about, like you said, kind of like taking the two steps forward thing. There's a lot of things that I that I don't like when I watch Houston. Like sometimes I don't like how Jalen Green can go five, six possessions. I will literally count and be like, oh, he didn't touch the ball six possessions. And then when he finally mm-hmm. touched it, he passed it immediately. And I'm like, is that him making the right play? Is that him being timid? Is like I, I'm like, because I'm like, I don't think he, I don't think Jalen Green is timid. He doesn't give me that type of vibe. I mm-hmm. think that I've seen from watching him to me, more so than not. It looks like he looks to make the right play more often than not on offense when he has the ball. He's very unselfish. And sometimes just selfishly as a fan, I want to see him be more selfish. I want to see him do more, you know. But when we drafted him, I actually actually have a theory on this whole thing. Like, I did not want – it's going to sound crazy. I didn't want Jalen Green to be a – immediate impact type of rookie because I didn't want us to be fooled into saying, oh, let's go for the play-in. I want us to get multiple picks. So I'm glad that Jalen Green is struggling kind of because then we know, okay, we got to get this piece for this team and then Mm -hmm. another – and then next year going to that draft, another piece. And then from there, we'll be ready Mm -hmm. to go. But I don't want to be in a situation where it's kind of like, similar to the James Harden era where it was always a struggle to get players. You're never bottoming out, so you're never able to get a, a pick, a player mm-hmm. to develop with Harden. So you always got to improve on the margins and hope that you can sign somebody or do a signing trade to get somebody here. I don't really want that that again. I want to actually have talent that's homegrown, like I said. So, yeah. I think Man, this I, is – I feel that. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I, think, no, like, ahead, I think, like, for me anyways th- – I want to see homegrown talent and people are going to hate it. And I know people are, I know Rockets are going to hate it when I say this, when I compare because I know they don't want any comparison whatsoever. Golden State. Look, Steph, Clay, Draymond, the big three. Look, they're the, they're the heart and soul of that team. They were all drafted. They were all drafted from Golden State. They were homegrown (laughs) through Mark Jackson and Steve Kerr inherited it and ended up, you know, like rising them up to the top, obviously by his coaching, Yes. But this is this is what we're here for. I don't think people realize, especially the younger fans that that started becoming fans when Harden, you know, was in Houston, mm-hmm. how hard it was, how how absolutely never this never happens. A one in a million chance that James Harden at 22, 23 years old, not even in his prime yet, not even close to his prime. And he gets traded to Houston for a bag exactly. of chips and a 13th pick. Like, come yes. on. Like, yeah. no, no one understands that. So that's why 
I like this. This is the process. Like we haven't had a mm-hmm. full scale, like a full scale rebuild since the mm-hmm. 80s, since we got Ralph Sampson and Akeem Olajuwon. And we none of us were even born at that time. I mm-hmm. like this. This is a team that we can, you know, root, root for. I, like I said, and I agree with both y'all, wins, losses do not matter. It is the mm-hmm. development that matters. It is mm-hmm. seeing how KPJ can work as a point guard. It's mm-hmm. can Shangun be a full-time center? Can mm-hmm. Jalen Green be the superstar we thought he, we think he can be? You know what I mean? Um, it's those players like, can Jayshon take, take the next step? Can he hit a consistent three? It's those little things, those little check marks that you want to continue to tick off. You want yeah. the number one pick next year and you, that you mm-hmm. want the number one pick next year. So you can pair him with another star. It, the whole, you know, the whole, the way it started in the 2010s of where like stars can start picking where they go it's mm-hmm. it's hard it's going to be absolutely yeah. very difficult and you already mentioned it bryce and how hard it is to get a player you know player superstar a who's upset at his team and get him to get traded yeah. he ain't gonna want to come to houston i like mm-hmm. the homegrown rebuild i love that idea i'm happy that tillman is behind it i'm happy that um rafael stone got the full green light on it I'm I'm rooting for I'm rooting for L's like I want us to win a few games here and there but of course I want yes, absolutely you back. see the bigger you see the bigger picture and that's absolutely. basically what I'm saying like for me I'm over the whole bragging rights with a player thing because I've always felt like with James Harden like you know he was better but he went up against better teams so mm-hmm. and I saw that with LeBron like LeBron I always felt like was the best in the NBA. And then he would lose to better teams, better built teams. Hey, this guy might not be better than you, but he he's you got He's also an A in his own right, and then he has another A. Then he has another A at this position, so he has three A's. Whereas you, you're one A plus plus with a whole bunch of C's or B's. So it's like which one is going to give out? And so for me, I'm like, well, with the Rockets, I don't care if Jalen Green is the best anymore. If he's just Zach Levine, but we also got Chris Paul, and then we got. DeAndre Ayton, and then we got this stud, and then we got that. You don't need him to be the best of the best. You just need him mm-hmm. to win championships because that's what it's about when it exactly. championships. Mm-hmm. That's what people, at the end of the day, that's like what that. cares. So you can have seven seven players. Oh, I'll take this player, this player, this player for Jalen. Cool. I'll take the championships. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because Jalen Green is still an all-star in his own right. He's still an mm-hmm. all-NBA player in his own right. I'm saying down the line. Uh, of course, not right now. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, like down the yeah. line, you know, when they at that point. So that's why I kind of I want draft picks. We did we did it for almost a decade. James Harden's way that way is 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 fun, but it's extremely difficult and it's extremely exhausting. Honestly, as a fan, because you just see your guy gets berated un, unfairly, in my opinion, sometimes. So I just and you know you see him lose to better teams and people just get a team and credit they don't really use context. So I want to be on that side of the coin. I want to be the, the fan that can say rings and don't care about context. <laughs> I want to be that fan. Exactly. You know, it's true. Exactly. It's true. We all do. We all exactly. do. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be. You know, I don't want to deal with a. You know, and it sounds so bad right now, but I don't. You know, like Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? Yeah, he had a he won a championship, but like you know what I mean? Like that. You don't yeah, want to no, understand what exactly. Yeah, you, talk, yeah, you want to yeah. build. You want a team. You I know, you can have team. the bragging rights. You yeah, want to exactly. be Tom Brady, not Rodgers. I want, I want a championship. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. See, yeah. Yeah, 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 I understand. Yeah. Absolutely. I understand for sure. Hey, it's big time too. So hopefully, you know, there's about 48, ga- 48 games. So we have about what, 30, 34, 34 games remaining. Um, 34. Kim Olajuwon. So let's just hope and let's just hope that, you know, these next 34 games and however 
um, with the February 10th deadline that's coming in about, you know, in about a week, week and a half. No. Yeah. About a week and a half, almost two weeks. Um, you know, just hope for the best. Hope that, you know, whoever ends up getting shipped out, whether it be Gordon, Christian Wood, you know, whoever that development can still be at the forefront. And hopefully, you know, that can give the keys more keys to Jalen and that way they can continue their development. And we are going to continue to talk about Jalen. We're going to spotlight him here in just a minute, but we have a quick mm-hmm. ad and a quick break we need to take here and we'll be right back. Just give us one moment. We'll be right back. This episode is made possible by PWC. When you bring together human ingenuity, passion and experience with the latest technology, the future starts to look a whole lot smarter which is why the new equation is meeting the future of work today with ProEdge. Digitally upskill your entire organization to keep ahead of the curve and drive growth. Learn more at thenewequation.com. What's good, everybody? This is Timoteo Keister, a.k.a. T-Smooth, and you are listening to Summit State of Mind podcast. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Summit State of Mind presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. We are joined once again by Bryson, a.k.a. Red Nation blogger at the Summit. How you doing, man? You still doing good? Hey, I'm still here with y'all. We rock. Hey, we're rocking Red Nation, baby. You already know. All right, so let's go. Let's talk about it. So we played a game yesterday. It was Houston Rockets versus San Antonio Spurs. I expected more of a fight, honestly. We did not get that. <laughs> we, got, we, got our, we got back bent, blown out. It was ridiculous. 134 to 104. It was, you know, ridiculous. They were, you know, I was able to catch the game and I'm going to ask y'all y'all's y'all's thoughts on it real quick. But look, we got outscored by 30 to end the game. We had a good start to the game. And then I kid y'all not. I think I stepped away because I was like cooking. I'm cooking dinner and like we're up like six. Right. So I'm like, okay, great. This is fantastic. I got the game on. I'm cooking a little bit, cooking my noodles, come back, turn around. The hell we're down 11. What what happened? So like I'm watching the game, right? So I'm watching the game and I'm like, you know, I start seeing plays and I start seeing defensive collapses and and you know, shout out to Ryan Hollins because he was saying it the entire game. Like he was like, who was stopping the ball? Like they're getting fast break buckets like like ridiculously. Christian Wood is up there staying in there on the three-point line when he's supposed to drop, you know, to to stop the bucket from happening. You know, the guards are trying to push up on um on a fast break. Christian Wood is over here thinking he's a guard, so he's coming up while these guys are slipping in on a fast break. And so everyone, all the guards are looking at him like, dude, go to the paint. You're the center. Like, drive, go all the way to the paint and be ready. And that it just happened way too much. And the fact that Ryan Hollins called that out. Like that was something very big to me. The defense was horrific. Outscoring by 30. I mean, like, look, it was just a terrible game overall. Eric Gordon only played 25 minutes, but Jay Sean Tate had a good game. He, in only 19 minutes, he had 14 points. Christian Wood. I'll stand, but I'll stand. I'll go to my grave saying this. Christian Wood is a stat stuffer. That's all he is. 15 and 7. Um, you got Kevin Porter Jr., who had a great game, 16 points, nine assists, and five rebounds. Just been consistently good lately. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., you know, 13 points, eight rebounds, a good game. Uh, Jay Gupp had a decent game, but I don't know, man. I have my thoughts on him on his defense lately. It's been pretty pretty bad in the paint, at least. He's at 13 points, and then uh, LP had a good little comeback game, a few dunks. He had about 14 points. So I want to ask you first, GM, about the game and what your thoughts were on that. Um, honestly, I expected a bit more from the team. Christian Wood always seems to go off against the Spurs, and he didn't really do that last night. 
Um, based on what I saw, he didn't really come out <clears throat> as aggressive as I thought he would. Um, I will say this though, Kevin Porter Jr. was so impressive. Um, some on some of the highlights that I saw from the first quarter, Kevin Porter Jr. just had some great looks in finding these guys. I don't know how many assists he had in the first quarter. Was it like four or five assists mm-hmm. right off yeah, the bat? Was around that. He was killing it. And but once the game started to get a little crazy on the side of the Spurs, that's when the whole game just kind of went haywire. Um, so in regards to all that, you wish we could have had uh, put forth a better effort defensively, but with us being such a young team and these guys have not played this many games in a year ever in their lives. Mm -hmm. So their, their bodies are making the adjustment. Now we're seeing the likes of a Jalen green who was struggling. What was he He was three for 16 last night from the field, one of eight from three. And he's been struggling really bad, but at the same time, his body may not be accustomed to playing this many games. And this is where the off season work will come in with him building his strength and his uh, endurance. But in regards to all that, there's a lot of people worried about him. But for me, it's just I feel like these are normal struggles considering where he is when he came into the league. We're going to see really high highs. We're going to see some low lows. Uh, I don't think it's time to be worried yet, but it is worrisome. As a person, I am, I'm a little worried, but I'm not like panic button jumping off the boat. You know, not get me off this plane. I'm good. Um, but I mean, I, I will say the bright spots, you know, like, Kevin Porter Jr. again, man, he's just been playing consistently well. And I've said on prior episodes where I didn't feel that he was a traditional point guard, but I did like the vision. One thing I wanted to see him improve on was decision making. And that's what he's done. He's improved in the signs uh, of what he decides to do with the ball when he's trying to find his teammates and trying to find and see these situations where he's like, okay, if I pass the ball at this situation, the likely hood of a turnover seems relatively high. Let me peel it back a little bit instead of trying to force the issue. What we've seen is a lot more methodical thinking from him. So I'm really impressed with how he's been playing and he is definitely turning it on and he's making me eat my words. I will gladly eat crow. If KPJ becomes like that type of level point guard, that's cool with me. You know, I'm just going based on what I see, but as of right now, the guy's killing it. I got yeah. nothing to say about that. Um, sure. Yeah, but I mean, outside of that, man, this game was just horrendous. Let's not even go there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Bryson, I, I want to turn over the question to you. I know you told us uh, off air that you weren't able to watch the game, obviously, but yes. I mean, you saw the box score. No, I see. It was ugly. It was, it yeah. Was, the Rockets were down bad. Uh, my daughter had me putting on makeup and stuff, playing with her in the kitchen. Hey, so girl, dad it up, bro. That. Yeah, Absolutely. I was doing. I was doing that stuff. I was doing the dad thing. Uh, but no, you know, I thought. I, the last game that we watched when the Rockets beat the, uh, San Antonio at San Antonio, mm. I really gained a new respect for DeJounte Murray. I knew he was having a fantastic season, but I didn't mm. know he was wrecking like that. Like on the defensive side of the ball, he was Absolutely. just chaotic. He was he was just chaotic. I've never seen – like, I mean, I've seen chaos before. He was chaotic that day. Like, he's definitely fit the description. But I think San Antonio had it on their mind. I think that they knew that they let that gang get away from them. They knew that they were a few KPJ buckets, late-time greatness from winning that game, and they had it on their mind. The Rockets came out lackadaisical, and they paid the price. And Greg Popovich is going to instill it in you. He's not going to let you forget 
that type mm-hmm. of an L that you lost at home. He's nope. going to definitely want the Rockets, I mean, want his team to get some get back at Houston and send those fans home disappointed. So, I mean, it is what it is. I'm glad the Rockets got smacked upside the head. They'll, they'll refocus, they'll recalibrate, and hopefully they'll come out with a better effort the next game. Absolutely. There you go. It's been, it's been, it was just horrendous to watch. And I, and I was able to watch live and I, reg- you know, it makes you want, it makes you do one of those things like, God, man, why did they just waste two hours of my life? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, but it's okay. You know, games like that happen. Like I said, my only, my only issue when it happens, look, if we lose, lose, um, but don't, lo- but don't let the lack of effort be the reason why you get yeah, blown absolutely. out by 30. That's you know what, what I mean? You don't like. Exactly. Like if you try very hard and you lose by 10, 15, okay, that's fine. I, I'm good with that. It's just, it's those L's by 25, 30, because I know for a fact it's no, not absolutely. Effort. There's no, you win at Utah, you win at Utah, you beat the same San Antonio team as San Antonio. You know that you can beat them. You know that you have the talent. But again, this, this, they're 14 and 34 for a reason. Exactly. So, you know, this is the lack of consistency. So we'll close the book there. It is what it is. You know, we'll take that L and move on. So let's talk about let's take this moment now. Let's spotlight two players in particular. Let's let's spotlight the first player, though. Jalen Green. Let me preface it by saying two things. One, he's been I mean, look, he's just been horrible. Let's not let's not act like he's been good. Like, uh, he's okay. Like, no, he's been horrible. Like, the stats speak for itself. I pulled up a stat line uh, last episode, which was about a few days ago. Um, hang on. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I had it on here. So including the game that he just played, which he shot three of 16. If I add it, he's, he shot, I kid you not, six of 40, six of 40. And he has how many points right now? So let's let me pull up his stat line real quick. I think I saw that stand on Twitter. That six yeah. forty stand. Yeah, I think I saw that when I was scrolling. Six for forty. Yeah, I, dude. I hurried up the scroll past. Seven, like, seventeen six, points. Sixteen percent or seven, something like yeah, that. Yeah, seventeen points. Six for forty. I mean, he's been Where a minus. Yeah, Matt, minus thirty nine. Absolutely, he's been a minus thirty nine from the floor. So you know that's that's point number one. Point number two. Before I uh, lob it up to y'all. I just want to throw a stat line out real quick. Another stat line that I thought was very interesting. And I'm going to give all the credits to, I know y'all know Ar- Arjan, 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 Arjan. He's a big Harden fan. A-R-X-A-N. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. He threw out a very interesting stat line. So I'm not going to claim oh, it. I saw that on Twitter yeah. today. I'm going to shout yeah. it out to him completely. And I'm just going to throw it out to y'all. He, he said notable shooting, shooting guards in the rookie year of the league. And this is their total numbers uh, outside of Jalen Green, who has 34 games remaining of, during the season. Uh, Jalen Green's averaging 14-3 and 2 on 50, 50% true, uh, shoot, true shooting percentage. Bradley Beal, 14-4 and 2 on 51%. Devin Booker was averaging 14-2 and 2 on 53%. James Harden was averaging 10-3 and 2 on 55%. Kobe Bryant was averaging 8-2 and 1 on 54% true shooting percentage. I, I, you know, I'm going to lob it up to you first, <laughs> Bryson. I have to mm-hmm. ask you. There's a lot of noise behind the Jalen Green haters right now. There's a lot of noise right now behind the Jalen Green supporters. It's divided yeah. Rockets Twitter. <laughs> yeah. We can clearly see that. Absolutely. And um, I just have to ask you, mm. your opinion on these stretch of games, and is it time to be worried? Uh, I saw a good point. I forgot who it was. I, I, I interact with him all the time, so I'm sorry for forgetting his act. But he said that we started to see now that the G League didn't help 
Jalen Green like we thought it would. Because when we saw him in summer league, mm-hmm. we saw we was like, oh, my goodness, like this dude is clearly a, a step ahead of everybody. You know what I'm saying? But I think with Jalen Green, it's just a rookie wall. You know, if you look at him, he like he's he's small. He He's like probably 190. You know what I'm saying? And I remember watching him in summer league. I think it was the Cleveland game when he had Isaac Okoro defending him. And I was like, at that point, I knew. I said, he struggles getting downhill. He can't really drive to the goal and just go downhill. Like, he he, he can't do it. Uh, I guess – I think he takes, like, just long strides or something. I don't know. something in his dexterity and how he moves, like, vertically and just, like, in a straight line That's that kind of limits him a little bit. That's why he relies a lot on his uh, jump shot. It kind of reminds me a lot of Jason Tatum. Um, Jason Tatum doesn't really drive a lot. He depends on his jump shot a ton. You know, even though he built up his body, he, he depends on his jump shot a ton. Uh, I'm not, like I said, I'm not worried about Jalen in the slightest. I think that he'll be fine. Um, I know I see the comparisons. Those comparisons are great because of hindsight. People are going to say, oh, those guys aren't, you can't compare him to those guys. But at that time when Bill was a rookie, I'm sure people were panicking or worried. You know what I'm saying? And, and I were. think that Jalen and Green, and I think the reason why Rockets Twitter is split is because before he got drafted, I was the Evan Mobley. I want Evan Mobley. You know what I'm saying? Me too. I, I saw his game. Yeah. I was like, that's the guy I want. He's the pick. And I think that more of the Rockets fans that I've encountered on social media wanted Jalen Green. It was like a whole Mobley Bob versus Green Gang thing <laughs> going on. Yeah. As soon as Jalen, yep. as soon as Jalen got drafted, I was like, all right, that's my guy. I'm rolling with him. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that part of the fan base is kind of peeking its head. Then you got the fan base from like those Detroit haters, you know, the Detroit comments he made, you know, peeking their head and people just not probably just not liking them for some strange reason. I don't know, you know, for not peeking their head, you know, so it's just a whole bunch of things. I don't know if y'all saw the meme with the top 75 when that list came out. They had like somebody made like a fake graphic. It was like Jalen Green said he felt disrespected for being left off the top 75. And it was funny because at that time he was saying he felt disrespected all the time. So I was like, that's funny. Like, that's actually like believable. Absolutely. But, I, you know, it was it was funny to me. But, you know, I think it's just a lot. I think it's just a lot of people um, just piling on. It's social media. You know, that's what they do. He's 19. I'm not worried. Uh, he's going to get better. He's going to be probably an all-star in a year or two, like, or three. Who, who knows? He probably mm-hmm. going to show out in the rising stars, and people are going to say, well, people going to say, oh, Silas not using him right. That's probably going to be happening. He's probably just going to show up in the rising stars game. So, we'll, we'll see. You, you never know. Absolutely. And Clutch fans, and Clutch fans, I'm going to quote Clutch fans, too, and he, he said it, too. Uh, Dave said, all he needs is one game. All you need is one big game to change the narrative mm-hmm. entirely. Yep. He's had multiple though. That's what's weird. Like yeah, he's had like I, an eight three pointer game against the Celtics. Yeah, yes, I was there exactly. You know? oh, wow. so, so I don't you know the, see the whole narrative. Yeah. yeah, the whole narrative of him. I, I I don't. I'm not worried because I've seen him. I'll be worried if he didn't have if he had zero good games. I've seen like ten great games. The Chicago game where he got hurt. He looked phenomenal. Oh, he was on his he way. He was on his way to breaking so, his career high. Absolutely. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, I'm not worried. And it's funny, too, the way people think about it before I pass it off over to, to UGM, when people think about it, because, look, I wanted Kate Cunningham initially. Like, that was my number one pick. If we netted the number one pick, I wanted Kate Cunningham. People tend to forget that Kate Cunningham struggled his first, like, 10, 15 games of his career at that point. Like, the first, like, few games, everyone was like, oh, man, Kate Cunningham, he might not be as good as everyone thought he, uh, thought he was. And now look at him. He's... He grinded it out. He got better. He's now, I, in my opinion, he's going to be the rookie of the year. He's killing it right now. But 
rookies are going to go through their struggles, the rookie wall. And it happens at any point. It could happen at any point in the rookie year. Jalen Green is going through this stretch right now of like, what, five games, like four, five, maybe six games. It's not, I just don't think it's much at home to toot about because of the fact that I know he's going to put in the hard work. I know y'all saw what he did after the game. I know y'all saw because it, it was all over social media. But the mm-hmm. funny thing is I've heard stories about Jalen Green doing this. He just doesn't go to Toyota Center, you know, in front of the cameras and do it. I heard he does stuff after the game. I heard he does a bunch of stuff before the game. People just like just don't know it. They don't document process. it. You know what it's I mean? Process. That's the Absolutely. process. Mm-hmm. It's a process for him. And the fact that he's shooting, he's shooting that jumper and he's shooting it with such a flow. I think it's just a mental <clears> thing at this point. And I know him and I feel like I can trust him at that point. He is, he'll get over it. He's nine. Like, man, I don't have to repetitively say this. Like I've been saying this the last like three or four episodes. He's 19. He'll get yes. over it. It'll happen. Yeah. Right. So I want to yeah. ask you now, GM, look, Jalen Green struggles, obviously uh, same, mm-hmm. same exact question. What's been your uh, thought process with him going on? Yeah, I mean, I touched on it a little bit in the previous segment, so I apologize for that. I got a little jumpy, but you always this do, is what I don't, th- I don't, this I don't is. Get mad anymore. <laughs> I have one word to say in regards to struggles right now: adversity. I believe that this is probably the first time we've seen Jalen Green encounter some form of adversity. Ever since he's been a teenager, he's been the best player on the court, best player in the league. He has been able to overcome everybody with just his innate athleticism. I mean, the man works hard, but what we're seeing now is that he is being humbled. And honestly, I think humility is a wonderful thing for people. And the fact that he is going through this now, that the game didn't come too easy to him, is showing him like, okay, there's so much more that I have to do in order to be better. And you can see certain adjustments have been made already from when he struggled a little bit in the beginning of the year, when they tinkered with his shot, what John Lucas did with him. And when he came back, his release was a bit, was it shorter and quicker in the sense, correct? Ryan Hollis was talking about it. Yep. yep. And so he's probably going through that adjustment now again. Like, you know, obviously as people, we always go back to habit. So I don't blame him. I'm not mad at the fact that he's going through these adjustments now. It's okay. The adversity aspect of it all is a big deal because it's a character builder. This is something that will be very good for him later on in the future. This is something he can look back at and remember and know like, okay, when I was here, this is what I did to get out of this and to get better. So I think in regards to everything, this is good for him. It sucks for all of us to see, and it's hard for us to watch. But at the end of the day, I believe that he will be better off because of these struggles. Um, we might not see it pan out immediately like tomorrow or within the next week, but I will tell you that later on when in his career that this will be good for him. You know, so just in regards to all of it, like you stated, you know, there's nothing to be worried about. It can be a little worrisome watching it because you're seeing the timidness with him when he doesn't have the ball, the way he passes the ball. Right. Yesterday in the second half, he was shooting so much and you could see he was trying to shoot himself back into the game. He just couldn't he couldn't knock anything down. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll take that 10 times out of 10, by the way. Yeah, I'll take that 10 times out of 10. I didn't. I'd much rather see that. Then what what I was telling y'all about him going Mm -hmm. five, six possessions without touching the ball and then passing it when he gets it. Uh, Give me three for 16. You know, like, give me that, please. Let's give him, let's give it, let's give the Rockets some credit too. And let's give KP some credit in the very first quarter. Um, I don't know if y'all, well, you know, I don't know if y'all saw, but like in the first quarter, the first maybe five or six possessions, they went 
to Jalen. They they there was a play coming out of a timeout where it was like a slip screen, and then they and then he was able to back cut and come back out to the top of the three point line. That Silas developed that whole play for Jalen. It was a wide open three. He clunked it. He missed it, but. They've been trying to get him going. Like KP made it a point. Like I think the three, the first three or four possessions, like the ball touched Jalen Green and he shot like three threes. Like he made the first one, so I was like, all right, let's go. We're back now, baby. <laughs> and then you know, and then he decides to miss the next five or six. But I think you know, he did that again. I think he did that in another game too. He made yeah. his first one and then he went cold. I forgot what game it was. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if they yeah. even won or lost it. I think it might have been against Utah. He hit the first three and then he went. He did went cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Used it used to be if he made his first shot, he wasn't gonna miss. Yes. Now if if he makes his first shot, he ain't gonna make it. So now I'm looking forward to him to miss his first shot. And there you go, was, man. You already an, you answered the question, Bryce. And I was about to ask you too. I was like, so what? 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 So if you're if you if you're Jalen Green, what mm-hmm. what do what would you do to kind of get out of that slump? Like, how would you? What needs to be done for Jalen Green to get out of this slump right now? Is it like more jump shots need to be shot? Focus more on defense or drive into the cup more? What do you think? For me, I mean, obviously it starts on the defensive side of the ball and getting the transition, but. I, I I do. It's I'm saying this like it's just so easy. Like they haven't thought of it. Cut more. Like I would like to see him more off ball, cutting to the goal, trying to get an easy layup, trying to dunk on somebody's head. You know, doing something like that. Playing him kind of like how, like Kevin Martin Jr. kind of like has like a nice yin and yang with Singoon. Yes. Like I would like to see kind of like Green do that. But of course, Green is a guard and. Martin is a forward, so it's like two different spots on the floor, and they do two different types of things and type attack at two different angles. Mm-hmm. But I would just like to see Jalen Green kind of get to the floor more. I like I said, I don't think that he's a great ISO scorer yet. I don't think that he's a great downhill guy yet. I do think he'll get to that point, especially once he adds strength. But I mean, honestly, we're talking about it, guys, and I- I'm telling you, like I love I love Jalen Green. I just cannot overreact because like I say you say it all the time I'm gonna echo you he's 19 you know what I'm saying Sengun is 19 19. Josh Christopher not 20 I'm sorry he's 20 he's 20 yeah he's 20 (laughs) so much older so I'm like (laughs) with this whole with this whole situation I'm just like it I can't panic you know there's nothing I mean we're talking about it you know, we can discuss it and say what he might need to do better. But I just want to see him with 15 more pounds of muscle. You know, like that would solve with his athleticism. He's he's going to they're going to have to ban him from jumping. They're going to have to like, you can't jump. Everybody else can jump. You can't jump. He's going to be doing people like Anthony Edwards is doing people like seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No jump. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine how much how much better he's just going to be with just because if you give him this weight. much room. He's going to just – it's like a trampoline is on the floor, and he just jumps, and it's like he's up high. Like, And I yeah. I love athleticism, so mm-hmm. that – I'm just – I can't worry. I, I just can't worry. <laughs> J- give me Jalen in the dunk contest, please. I, I want to oh, see God. Kevin Martin Jr. Well, I want to see both of them. I want to see both. I want a 50%. Oh, yeah, yo, Bryson, your boy wants – we want a 50% chance to win the slam dunk contest. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if they're four competing. I want, I want a 50% chance on winning. <laughs> hey, Kevin Porter might be sneaky too, man. Kevin hey. Porter, uh, he got bounce. He's been you know? yamming it. I'm yeah, not true, expecting it. Like, he'll jump two feet. and I'll, Okay, he's going to lay it up. Oh, my God, he got to the rim. What the hell? Like, where yeah. He gets up from? there so he re- fast. He reminds yeah. you. He reminds me. I mean, uh, uh, this is so cliche. Everybody's saying it. Mm-hmm. But you remember when Harden first got to Houston? 
Yeah. And he was dunking like he like oh, I remember I remember time. one time he dunked on Gordon Hayward so bad. I was like, oh, in my, Utah. Like, oh, yeah. In Utah. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, no, no, no. This was in Houston. Yeah, no, this was in Houston. But yeah, yeah. He stole he had the ball. Big Gordon yeah. Hayward was on the side of him and he slammed it so violently. And HPD was waiting for him after that game. They was like, they had, they was about to arrest him. Like, it was crazy, man. Like, it, it, so I just hope Kevin Porter doesn't lose his athleticism, kind of like how Harden did. But like, like the first game against Detroit, when he caught that back, when we first traded for him, he caught oh, that yeah. backdoor, that backdoor pass from Jeremy oh, Lane. Oh, my God. Tomahawk did. Yeah, that was I was just like, nasty. oh, my God. Like, this so, is what yeah. we're getting? <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, so it's crazy, yeah. man. Absolutely. It's big time, big time stuff. Well, let's let's pump the brakes on KP because we're going to talk about him real quick. We're going to get back to that. We're going to spotlight KPJ right after we do a quick ad from one of our sponsors. Repeat after me. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. It's a Jamie from Progressive. Shh, Jamie. No, it's all right. I can talk. Progressive protects you 24-7, which means you can contact us anytime. Shh. Hmm. I'm getting a loud shh sound, so I'm going to talk louder. What can I help you with today? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Progressive can do that. Ugh, there's that noise again. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. What's up, world? It's your boy, Vaughn Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player, and you're now tuned in to the Summit State of Mind podcast. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Summit State of Mind presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network. We are once again joined by Bryson, a.k.a. Red Nation blogger at the Summit. Of course, I got the GM here, my brother. Let's go ahead and move on, boys. Let's continue to talk about the Rockets. Let's continue to spotlight, actually. So we spotlighted, you know, one side of the spectrum where Jalen Green's at. Let's go to someone else on the other side of the spectrum who's been absolutely killing basketball since he shut off social media. Uh, shout out to Don Knock, by the way. He's the one that's been saying that this, he found the sauce when uh, when he shut off social media. So <laughs> he's been killing it. KP's been killing it lately. So let me just I'll, I'll drop a little bit of the stats for you all. It's been incredible to watch watch him play. He's been finding he's been averaging. I kid you not. In the past five games, he has averaged at least seven assists a game and he's only averaged that and he's only hit that seven assists um one time he's averaged uh, the last five games it's eight seven eight eight nine it's like it's all about the process and and i want to talk about that with y'all right now bryson said it best in terms of jalen green people tend to not realize that kpj this is his rookie year as a point guard so he's finding his way so I want to direct yeah. question over to you first, Bryson. What's been your overall opinion on KPJ's game from the struggles up until the this five-game stretch of incredible basketball he's been playing? Well, I pretty much attributed, like I said, like I attribute every the first third of the season with the two big lineup. I scrapped all of that. I don't care about any of that because the whole team looked bad. We were questioning oh, yeah. KPJ. We were questioning Silas. We were questioning Wood. We were questioning our lives. Like we were questioning everything. And so every from from the point keep that real, they scrapped, bro. huh? I said no. I said keep it real, bro. Because yeah, we were, no, yeah, real. absolutely, for real. No, no, absolutely. But so from the point that they scrapped that to like now, I think Kevin Porter Jr. has been more good than he's been bad. Uh, his shooting, I would like his shooting to be better. But it just seems like sometimes I don't know what it is about that day he'll just be on, and then it'll be another day where he'll be off. But I like his confidence. Uh, I like his I, I like I like him as an athlete. I like his wingspan. I like his athleticism. I like I like his I, I just like the way he plays. I love his attitude. Sometimes 
he used to kind of like drive me with the sloppiness and then he wouldn't get back. He'll be like this. And I'm like, bro, just get back. Like you yeah, turned it down. over, yep. just get back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it's okay. You know, so I can live with the turnovers. What I, I don't like is the just sitting there with your head down or just frustrated. Like just, just get back and we can live the fight another day. You know what I'm saying? So, but for Kevin Porter Jr., he's been outstanding. And shout out to Chris Mannix. Just shout out to Chris Mannix. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, we see you. You know, you running away from the fan base. You got to come out of hiding eventually. Um, we know what you said about Kevin Porter Jr. We're not going to waive him. So shout out Chris Mannix. And, yeah, you know, I just – he said that the Rockets should wave him and cut him after the whole, uh, you know, him leaving the Toyota Center thing. Yep. So, you know, ever since that – Kevin Porter Jr. has been balling now. I think he's averaging like 16 to 7. So shout out Chris Max. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Keep the you know what is it? Uh what is it that Roosh would say? Keep the same energy. Keep, Keep the same that energy. same energy. Keep that same energy. <laughs> you know, like at least admit that. You, you at least admit it. Like, but anyways, mm-hmm. I, I I'm not I, I'm not gonna complain too much. But you're right, you're right though. Shout out to Chris Mannix. We needed that. Maybe it was the social media and Chris Mannix that helped KP find the mm-hmm. sauce. So <laughs> absolutely. Okay, GM, I want to direct the question over to you now. Uh KPJ, same exact question. Struggles mm-hmm. happening, but look, he's been killing it the last five games. What's been your overall opinion? I just think that he's been playing so well. He's he's proven me wrong, like in regards to his playmaking. That's pretty much what I've stated. Um, I have a renowned faith in KPJ. Let's say that. <laughs> and also, let's be real here. The man has the clutch gene. Not everybody has that. Not many people can state how many game winning shots they've made like in the span of like what the last 10 games like KPJ has been pretty much one of the singular reasons why we have some wins despite yeah. all these L's we've taken recently. Yep. I mean, the guy has just been on fire and he just, he wants the world to know that he is here and I love it. I respect it because everyone doubted him, especially after the incident in Den- uh, against Denver, you know, and I have so much respect for him for the fact that he was able to suck it up, apologize and come right back and be there for his teammates. And we've, and we've seen the reactions that the bench gives him when he hits these big shots. So you can see how beloved he is. And I think that speaks more of the volume of what the people, I'm sorry, not the people, the, their te- his teammates see of him, not just as a teammate, but as a human being, the fact that they are rooting for him so hard. So it says a lot. And just the fact that he is able to perform like that, especially all of the struggles that he had in Cleveland and the struggles he's had at the beginning of the season. It's really nice to see that the development is moving forward with him. All we wanted was to see some form of development, and we're really happy to see that it is happening. Like, just everything decision making, his defense has been on point since he's been back. His one on one defense is ridiculous you know there might be some lapses here and there we're a young team still still get lost on switches and 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 yes but yes i still blame but it's okay (laughs) i blame christian wood for that you're the center you got to call the The, picks man call the the communicate the communication ain't there we know that communication ain't a thing but you know outside of eric gordon nah it's not a thing but i mean outside of all that man kpj has been killing it and shout outs to him man he's just been next level and I'm just really happy to see it, you know, like we were rooting for him from the beginning and we're happy that he's here. We're very lucky. We literally handed a bag of chips to Cleveland to get him. And that was under the table. That was under, I, I still believe that was an under the table deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers for the, uh, 
oh, not yeah. taking Jared Allen or Karis Avert. I think they're like, okay, we'll give you Kevin Porter Jr. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the other type of thing. Because it happened after. That's right. That happened after. We all see Raphael Stone. He is a slick man. So mm-hmm. kudos to him, he's man. Doing, he's been doing nothing but pushing the right buttons right now. I, I, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's been a year since the Harden trade, and I have full faith in him. And it's still funny how people in the media today will still say that uh, that James Harden, uh, national media will say, oh, the Rockets got robbed. And I'm just like, bro, I don't I don't think y'all understand. Okay. I'll say you can say that. Yeah. In 2021, when the trade was made. And the, the picks don't even kick in. The earliest one is 2025. I don't, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't understand that. But, I mean, hey, whatever. If you yeah, got yeah. stories to write and agendas to push, you do it. That's why you say the Rockets should wave Kevin Porter. Shout out Chris Mannix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, look, I'm happy with the way – we're all happy with the way KP's been playing. Like we said, we're not looking at the wins, losses at the end of the day. But the wins are nice. And when – KP is cold, freaking blooded, man. Like I would kill right now. Give me, give me just one of those Bill Warrell. Like I just wanted to hear Craig Ackerman once. Just give me one, you know, cold blooded three because he's just been cold, freaking blooded. Yes. And it's not a joke at this point. People are saying like, uh, the step back against the Wizards, and people are saying ah, it's just one shot. He's hit like three, three or he's had three or maybe four games. He missed the one against Golden State. Um, the, the joke was that he wasn't on the left elbow. He wasn't on the left elbow. He was on the right elbow. So people are like, you know, maybe that's why he didn't hit it. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy he's doing so well, especially after that incident. And I echo the same sentiments from both, from both of y'all. I just hope that when Jalen Green finds his game, that we can get, you know, between these two, that we can get some consistent great games out of both of them. Now that KP's starting to figure out the point guard duties, he's starting to find shooters in the hip. Like he was able to find Garrison Matthews in the last game that we won um, in Utah. And he was able to get it right at the hip. Like those are point guard point passes. Like those are pinpoint precision passes. He's hitting with Garrison Matthews right at the hip to shoot a three in rhythm. So I'm just hoping that since KP's finding his rhythm now to be able to distribute properly to his teammates and with uh, Jalen Green, hopefully finding some confidence, we can start to get a good game out of both of them. So, uh, any any more thoughts on uh, KP before we move on, boys? No, sir. Um, that was good stuff. I mean, okay. So let's move on, though. Let's talk about this: the trade deadline. It's coming up. It's creeping up on us. It's going to be on February tenth, uh, <clears throat> about a few weeks away. It's it's a big time. It's a big time in uh, Rockets Rockets history right now. There are a few guys that obviously need to go. Eric Gordon being one of them. Um, in my honest uh, doctored opinion, I think uh, Christian Wood needs to go, but that's just me. But uh, I want to ask you, Bryson, first. Um, who, in your opinion, or who would you think, if you were to predict, put on a, we have this thing called a Summit Stradamus, you know, put on the Summit Stradamus yeah. hat. Who would you predict to get traded first? Would it be Eric Gordon, or do you think Christian Wood would get traded first? Putting on my Summit Stradamus hat. Uh, I would definitely say Eric Gordon um, to be, be traded first before Christian Wood. I know a lot of Rockets fans, like you say, it's like everything is like split with like p- people yeah. picking sides. Yeah. I, I could tell by the way you've been talking about Christian. I was like, he is not a. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all yeah, good yeah, yeah. though. It's all good. But no, no for me, for me, man, I think that uh, that Christian Wood it, he deserves kind of like the same leeway that mm-hmm. Kevin Porter and Jalen Green deserve. This is his second year as a full-time starter. Last year was a complete mess. You know what I'm saying? He oh. got hurt. He, and then when he got hurt, bad. he missed 20 bad. games. So he's obviously impactful. You feel what I'm saying? But Absolutely. when he's engaged, 
But I think that we got to kind of give him the same leeway, even though he's 25. This is, you know, like this is his first year kind of with like expectations, even though this team isn't expected to do anything. We have expectations of Christian Wood. Most people were expecting Christian Wood to make an all star leap this year. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To go mm-hmm. from most improved to, hey, all star. People were saying this is a poor man, Anthony Davis, or this is an Anthony Davis future comparison. So if that's the type of player that you are, I wouldn't want to give up on that, you know, and I definitely don't want to give up on that and not get fair compensation because what teams are going to do and what people are going to do around the league is say, okay, well, they got 14 wins this year. He isn't really playing well. We're going to try to lowball you. And then he goes to a contender, immediately turns around and all of a sudden who's the fool us, you know what I'm saying? So I don't want that to happen. I definitely see the potential in him. Um, And also I think that he's a part, integral part of the team. But to answer your question, again, Eric Gordon, I definitely wanted Cam Reddish. That's who I wanted. Like, mm. obviously, he got traded to the Knicks. I wanted Eric Gordon. I was willing to attach, like, to the point two first. Not Houston's first. It could have been Milwaukee's. Yeah, yeah. It could have been Portland's. But I was willing to attach a first. Mm-hmm. That's how much I believe in him as, like, a small forward of this team. Because mm-hmm. I think that this team needs a small forward. Yeah. That's shoot. Absolutely. I respect it. I, I respect it, too, because, look, I was in the same boat with you before in terms of Christian Wood. I think for me, though, just this season, it's his it's the lack of, hustle of that I'm seeing on the defensive end. You know, I understand, of, I understand yeah. exactly what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. just as frustrated when he does it. It's yeah, just that yeah. I like I'm just as frustrated when I see Jalen do it. But I see your point, quarter, though. But I see your point. But they're though. just young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, I'm just mm-hmm. saying he deserves that leeway. That's all. Mm-hmm. I understand cool. what you're saying. Though. You're right. You're spot on. This is, though, this is great, though, because you're I think you're the first person on the podcast that is actually not down for a trade. So this is great. No, this is great. <laughs> like like you're bringing another sure. you're bringing a perspective, a different perspective on. Mm-hmm. And I, I respect that. OK, mm-hmm. uh, GM question over to you now. Um, Look, the trade deadline's coming up February 10th. Who do you see going first? Is it going to be Eric Gordon or is it going to be Christian Wood? Uh, I still see Wood going first because I think that the asking price for Eric Gordon is increasing day by day is based on his performances. The only reason why I would deal Wood now is because we know from based on what we have seen, it does not seem like he is. the Rockets are keen on giving him a max deal. He can probably get a max deal from another team that possibly will be desperate, and the Rockets do not want to match that. Um, we'll see if he can. We'll see if they will, but I just don't see it, to be honest with you, just in my opinion. Um, and if they were to try to trade him when he's expiring – that's where the value gets even lower. Cause it's like, if we sign and trade him later on, that value ain't there um, with a year left on his deal. I do believe that there are better offers on the table for him. Um, Cause they can trade him to anybody. Let's be real here. They're not going to do him any favors like they would for Eric Gordon, where it's like, we're not going to trade you to a, a lottery team. The teams for Eric Gordon are slimmer for the selection than what Wood yeah. would be. There's a higher demand for Wood considering that Miles Turner is hurt. There's no guarantee that they're going to want to trade for him because of that. So Wood is now officially this most sought after big on the market. So um, based on what I believe, it just seems likely, but I don't know if the asking price is there for them. For what GM. Stone wants. Yes, sir. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Where is this Christian Wood Max deal coming from? Oh, man. This, uh, it, people talk about it on podcasts. I keep seeing this. I keep seeing this. Not just you. I keep seeing this. And I'm it's, like, it's, 
it's I just think, because I, of his it's because of his play and not his play but his size and what he does and what he's yeah, capable of doing like you saying like you want to give him the leeway oh, potential contract so it's yes. like a potential yes we're oh, not okay. saying we're not saying that he's okay. being offered uh, if, he, Paul, if he asked me about a max i would laugh like and hang up. no because like, i, 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 I no, the no. way that christian would <laughs> the way that christian would seems to me just in my opinion like it just seems like he will be the guy that's going to ask for a max contract in free. He wants, to get, paid. And, he wants to get paid. And I, no, I respect fair, it. Yeah, I, I respect it. Um, he's, yeah. I, and I feel like it's a possibility he could get it because of how his, his age, he'll be 26 with his free agency. When he, when he hits free agency, um, he's six ten. he can hit a three, he can rebound and he can average 20 and 10 on a decent team. Better than the Rockets. I think we got Let's one see. more year with him. Yeah, yeah, after yeah, next yeah. Year. not after not year. not this year. After next year, after this, well, yeah, he, yeah. so he, so you know he is somebody that has a lot of potential. Still, you know what I mean. It's just the more along the lines of like uh, the value and long term of what we see with him. You know what I mean. Right. This no team. Yeah, no that's yeah. just that's just my opinion and based on what I see. Um, I loved Christian Wood last year when him and Harden were here. Those first 10 games, I believed he was made in a freaking laboratory for James. You know what I mean? And that's what it that's what it felt like. That's what it wow. seemed like. But did I just um, freeze out? You did, you did. Yeah, my I don't know what the heck happened. The lights just went out for like a millisecond and then they came. Oh, no, you home. you good, man. It's crazy good. you didn't um, lose internet though. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I I got off, I had to get off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, you know, see I mean, my it, TV it, just went off. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, if you missed anything, basically, all I was just saying was that, like, you know, like Christian Wood, I had a lot of faith in him last year, as I did believe that he was made in a lab for Harden. You know, he had everything yes. that Harden would want. You know, yes, a tag team partner. Um, it's it's unfortunate, but it just seems like I'm not sold. You know, on that. I mean, this is okay. So, a few episodes before. The when you start talking about trades, I was really a proponent of seeing Shangun and Wood play together. And yes. we saw what Silas said last night post game. He doesn't want them to play together. He is not confident in it. It's not what he wants. And I'm like, bro, how are we supposed to know what we have if you won't play them? Like, even if we lose a bit, let's okay, let's let's step back. Silas might be coaching for his job. You know, he might be yeah. thinking like that. So he's trying to win games still. But in just the whole grand scheme of things, uh, if we rewind it all the way back to the deals, I just think that uh, Wood would probably be dealt first. But that's just me. Maybe I'm way, wrong. I wanted Evan Mobley and Christian Wood together. That's what I wanted. I didn't think it would work, but you know what? They probably would have worked. Great bigs in Cleveland. About it they now. got three bigs in Cleveland, and they yeah. make it work. So if they can and, make it work. <laughs> and you still could have got single. True. And Mobley <laughs> plays defense. Well, but and, that's the know, thing. It would have oh, made it would have made Wood a power it. forward. It would have pushed Wood to with a power forward spot. Those two yeah. would have worked together. Absolutely. They would have worked together, in my no, opinion. I, yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think in regards to that, like if we're a backtrack real quick on on like a Christian Wood like Max deal, I, I don't know. Like I knew that he took a I know he took a pay cut to be here. He took uh less money. F- I think Sacramento had offered 15 or 16 million, but I think um like he yeah, after about 15 or 16 million. And I think he took 13 to come to Houston. So 
obviously he was betting on himself. He wanted to play with James. That was the whole idea. That was the mantra, and it didn't work out. But I know he he bet on himself here so he can at least get a chance to also showcase his ability so he can get a bigger contract later. I don't know if he's going to get a max, but he's definitely going to want to get paid. Like yeah, this, may be, he, uh, he this may be the last chance. Pay. Exactly. This yeah, may be the absolutely. last chance he'll he'll get like a big big time contract those contracts aren't easy to come by especially with someone who has that history of christian wood who had to work his tail off to get to this point so Mm -hmm. like i said i respect the man it's it's the lack of communication lack of game winning plays that's my only thing for him but uh yeah yeah, but i think for me though um i would i would like to see for example like for to be honest i'd like to eg go first I just want him to go to a title contender. I want my boy to get one. He's been such a professional with a capital P. Like he's been <laughs> professional this whole time. Then my dudes, he doesn't say, he doesn't speak. He doesn't complain. He gets up, he goes to work. He does work. He helps his teammates out. He's very communicative. Like I love it. So we'll see what happens, boys. I'm very excited though. to what, what's going to happen? Like, is there, is there going to be future first rounds coming back at us? Are we going to, you know, is Christian, Wood, is there a chance EG and Christian Wood don't even get traded? You never this know. Is, I feel like there's a strong possibility that like yeah. neither of them are going to get traded. I feel like Raphael Stone, Raphael Stone in this situation, um, I, I don't think he's going to settle. No. I don't think that he cares about the perception. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he cares about what people are saying in mm-hmm. media about, oh, Eric Gordon is only worth a second. You can get him for two seconds. He's not stupid. You're not getting Eric Gordon for two seconds. You're going to come off of a first-round draft pick. Now, you might put – you might, depending on the player that they're getting back, you may be able to put protections on that first, but you're mm-hmm. not going to get him for a second-round pick. You know, and there's players out there. There are teams out there that are trying to compete now. You got Denver. You got Chicago. Chicago needs a jolt in the arm. Denver yep. needs a jolt in the arm. Phoenix needs mm-hmm. a jolt in the arm. Now, I don't know about Phoenix. I don't know contractually how the money will work, and I don't know what picks they have that would even be worth anything. But for, like, Chicago, they have Patrick Williams who's not playing this year. Now, I know that they're high on Patrick Williams, but Eric Gordon helps you this year, and you can still have him on the contract. But mm-hmm. but the perception of him in the league is, oh, Eric Gordon's old, he's injury-prone. A lot of people don't watch him. They don't understand really what he brings to the table and how yep. much dangerous he'll make Chicago than what they are now. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't understand that. And Denver, with Jamal Murray coming back, you don't know, we don't know about Michael Porter Jr., but with Jamal Murray coming back, that's enough with Jokic. We know what type of player he is. Mm. And then you add mm-hmm. Eric Gordon to that fold with Will Barton, with those other – with uh, uh, what's his name, Morris, with him. Like, when you add Aaron Gordon, when you add him to that equation, that's a good that's a good team. Even Phoenix. like, But like I said, with Phoenix, I don't know how it works. Yeah, yeah. Even mm-hmm. y'all might hate this. I might get kicked out of the fan base. Golden State. Some no, see, I I agree with that. No, actually, I'm with I'm with it. We'll rock yeah. with you. We'll rock with you on with that. that just because of I, I'm curious of who we could get in return. Yeah, like, like, that's <laughs> like Golden State, they're trying to win a championship. Eric Gordon yep. can help play defense, take pressure off of Seth Curry. He can shoot three, uh, not just as good, but he can shoot the three at an elite level mm-hmm. with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Yep. This year, he's shooting better than both of them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it is what it is. And defensively, you don't miss anything. He can work with the ball or off ball. It, it works, you know. Give That's us true. community. Absolutely. Give us have you, thought, have, you, have you thought about Cleveland? Like, you know, like uh, us Cleveland, taking yeah. Rubio's contract because he's going to be gone after Everybody this year, obviously. I, I and then him and, him and Darius Garland with Jerry Allen. You know, yeah, I, 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 I like, the, I like the prospect of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if that's a – that's not – I don't believe that's a championship team, but that's a team that can, will compete. You know what I mean? Um, teams won't score in the inside. 
against them with perimeter. If you get Aaron Gordon, you might not score in the perimeter neither. Touche. See, (laughs) that's, that's, that's a thing that we should all look at. You know what I mean? Like who knows where, what they're planning or what they're trying to do. But the fact that there's a plethora of options for a player like Eric Gordon and teams are getting hit with injuries and we're starting to see teams break down a little bit in regards to consistency. And so we're starting to see where teams might teeter the line of, I wouldn't say desperation per se, but it's just more so along the lines of like, okay, how far are we from a championship? And, and if Eric Gordon's that piece, we're going all in, they're got to pull their Valentine's Day 95. Look at Milwaukee last year. Didn't Milwaukee give the Rockets two first for PJ Tucker? Yeah. And they won a championship. Now I know that they added Drew Holiday also and Bobby Portis. I know that they added other pieces, but Eric Gordon can be that. You know what I'm saying? Even in my opinion, I know his contract is insane. John Wall can be that. You know, I believe that personally. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody, I know the perception around John Wall. I believe John and John Wall. You know what I'm saying? I would love to see him play right now, but I just know Mm -hmm. that it would hinder. You know what the Rockets trying to do, but yep. John Wall can help a team. It's just a contract. You know what I'm saying? He can legitimate just like Eric Gordon can. So I mean, it is what it is. But you know, I, to ask like again to answer your question, it's definitely Eric Gordon. I want him to contend and get an opportunity to win a championship. Mm-hmm. He's done everything the right way. He's been pushing Pete in in terms of professionalism. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's that's what it is. My you know boy, I was waiting I for. It, I was like, bro. someone's got to say it, man. I, I loved it, it up. Bro. I loved it up for y'all. I love it. I was like, someone's got. Someone's <laughs> got to say it. But yeah. no, no, you absolutely right. And watch, watch John Wall out of. All f- watch out of the two, the three players. Watch John Wall get traded first. Like that's insane. Like they said, that'll the, be insane. They said that the Clippers, Clippers had serious interest early on, and that made me think. And that was the first team I thought about actually, where I wanted John Wall to go before everything went down in uh in Clipperland. I wanted him before the season started. I wanted him to get traded. I was like, yo, that's the guy. Like that is your point guard. That's who you need. That's who Kawhi. Celtics. Needs. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like. I don't know. Like when Kawhi won, when Kawhi won his championships, he had TP, he had Tony Parker, and then he had Kyle Lowry. He needs that point guard that can kind of set that table, and John Wall is perfect for that. So we'll mm-hmm. see. We'll see what happens in February. It's going to be a wild ride. The funny thing, this is great. We can actually breathe the first time. This well, the second time, I guess, because of last year. But like, we're not like you know, years before we're hard, and we're like, man, okay, we got to get a piece. All right, let's get uh, you know, we need we need a piece. We need to get someone so that's Michael Green. Us. Yeah, Michael Green. <laughs> we need we need your Michael Green. Like Ernest Noel. I wanted Harrison. Oh, I wanted Harrison Barnes, man. I wanted. I thought Harrison Barnes was the answer. I will. I will go to my grave God. with that. That Harrison Barnes is was the perfect three. Uh, Huh? <laughs> That's my boy, man. I love me some Harrison Barnes, man. But, hey, Kenny, the Harrison Barnes stand, the professional really Harrison am. Barnes stand. I, here. I am, man. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I, you know, I just gotta say that. So look, we'll wait to see what happens at the deadline. It's gonna be fun stuff. The great thing is we're sellers, so it's nothing. It's no skin off our necks. We're not. We're mm-hmm. not tripping. Mm-hmm. So you know, all's well that ends well, and uh, you know, we're gonna go ahead and go home on the pod right here. And I just want to thank Bryson, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. We thank appreciate you for it. Me. Of course, man. Of course. Um, let me roll out the red carpet for you right now, though. Is there any shout outs, anything? Uh, give it, you know, let it, let the people know like where to follow you. I know you have a YouTube, your Instagram, your Twitter. Give everybody your handles. Oh, man. So YouTube is uh, youtube.com slash Bryson Jones 91. Twitter, Red Nation Blogger with an A at the end, not an ER. Um, actually, you could catch me. I'm going to start doing TikToks. I just created TikTok today, literally today. 
Um, I have Exclusive. zero. I have zero followers. <laughs> Red Nation blogger. You can follow me on there. You can follow me on Instagram at the same thing. And last but not least, uh, so I know Facebook is an archaic app nowadays, mm. but I will say on Facebook, if you add me as a friend, Bryson Jones dash Arbuckle, um, add me as a friend. There's a sports group that I'm in on Facebook called Bias Sports Talk 4.0. I really enjoy it. Using that app has made me, I mean, you being in that sports group has made me use my Facebook app. I, it was like two years where I barely opened my Facebook app. That sports group. <laughs> Dealing with those crazy people in there made me want to use the app. The game, the name of the group is Bias Sports Talk 4.0. It's a hilarious group. I guarantee you, you'll see some of the worst opinions ever, but it's entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining. entertaining like as the, hell, that's right? like the best part, man. That's like the yeah. best part. You got a bunch yeah. of Charles Barkley's, man. This is great. Mm-hmm. Man, it's crazy. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Bryson? We thank we like to thank you, man, just for coming on the summit, you know, taking time out um just to be a guest on here. And uh, you know, we really, really appreciate it. GM, we appreciate you always joining us on the summit. Welcome back, welcome home. And uh, yeah, man. So we're going to end this here by letting y'all know to follow us on Instagram at uh, summit state of mind underscore pod or follow us on Twitter at summit S O M pod as well. Uh, Bryson's on episode 70 right here. Episode 70. I don't, I can't think of any, as we get higher in numbers, I can't think of Jersey numbers anymore. Like, you know, when we got episode <laughs> 54, I was like Patrick Patterson, you know, like, but yeah. like, I can't think of, Anyone we're hitting, in, uh, we're we're hitting offensive hit line on so, in football type yeah. numbers. No. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. So just give us a follow there. Continue to uh, follow us. And, you know, as we continue to drop sports news stories for y'all and uh, mm. continue to follow and support our podcast. And we really appreciate it. We're continuing to grow and continuing to get stronger in our community. And uh, we're diving into Rockets Twitter as well. And we're, you know, we're trying to entrench ourselves there as well, just like Red Nation Blogger has been doing. And uh, we're very excited for that. So especially during this pandemic, to make sure that you are taking care of yourselves. And most importantly, in this day and age, take care of each other. We'll see y'all next episode, which will be in a few days. Y'all take care. Be easy. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. What? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. The Summit for, 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 for Life.